Hey, welcome back to Musicians on the Record. I'm David Ward. This is the show where we get the musician's story. And I'm so excited again on the show. My teacher, the global ambassador of drumming, Dom Famulero, is on the show. Welcome, Dom. Thank you so much, David. I am back like a freaking rash. (laughs) But a a good rash. Good rash. Now, we just had a drum lesson, and you kicked my butt, and and, uh, it it was great, and I'll have to practice all of the stuff with my feet. Thank you for that. Uh, We wanted to cover a special topic today, because you threw some wisdom on me one of the last sessions around the balance of how to be a musician in the world, and there's a couple of important components. Tell us about that, please. You know, David, what's interesting is I travel around the globe. I travel to about 15 to 20 countries a year, and I've been doing this now for well over 35 years. I've been playing drums professionally for 52 years and teaching professionally for 47 years. Wow. So you, you can't help but do something for that long a time and that dedicated that all of a sudden stuff starts to happen and you start to learn things that can assist in how to get the message out about trying to be successful in our crazy business. And, you know, I wrote a book many years ago called The Cycle of Self-Empowerment, which was about self-empowerment, which is one thing that I felt musicians need to understand because if you're not empowered within what you're doing, it's hard to move forward with your agenda to achieve your dreams. Hmm. The next book I'm working on now is called Owning Now, which is about owning the moment. Now that you understand how to be self-empowered, it's important to own the moment So Owning Now, I'm looking to come out in the fall of 2018, and Owning Now is about maximizing the moment, the the in-the-now opportunities that come out of life. We have to understand that and study it. The next book I'm working on is called The Business and Art of Art, the business side and the artistic side of art. That's where I start to see with many musicians around the world, and every country I go to, I, I stopped counting at 60 countries. I just felt that's a good enough number to say I've, been, I've performed in over 60 countries. doesn't matter exactly how many they are, but the bottom line is I've been there. Right. And in this here, the business and art of art, that concept was about the questions I was getting from some and still get from many musicians about how do you do it, Tom? How do you balance your artistic ability to play at a high level? How do you balance the business side of keeping it going? And how do you balance the personal side? Yeah. So there's, there's three different components here. So I called this the balance of passion. Hmm. And I call it that because out of the book, The Business and Art of Art, that's why we're doing this. We're doing this, we're driven by passion. To Sometimes you can't even explain why I'm doing it. I'm too busy doing it to believe in myself to go ahead and do it. And it really is a matter of trusting your instinct. Hmm. So with this, if I speak about the balance of passion, I came up with a chart that I'm, that I'm actually putting together, and I'll kind of show this here. So we can kind of see where it's at. Yes. The balance of passion. And what this is from now, if I take the first, the first circle here, which is about being an artist. And being an artist, what that means is to understand that once you commit to being an artist at your craft, you have to become a constant learner. That's just how it is. After 52 years of playing professionally, I'm still a student of this art form to learn and challenge myself and question what I'm doing and review playing opportunities in different genres and different techniques. It's all great. And I still feel myself growing as long as I have the ability of wanting to constantly learn. That becomes part of the process. So the artistic side is the commitment that 
once you say you're a student of the art form, you will be that way until you die, mm -hmm. as many of my mentors and teachers were. The great Buddy Rich played right to the end. Louis Belson played great right to the end. Shelley Mann, Max Roach, Joe Morello, Jim Chapin, all these great guys, Papa Joe Jones, that I've had the chance to sit down with, and Max Roach, and learn from them, they played great right to the end. Why? Because they constantly learned. And that became the message that I got from them, that if you want to be doing this for a long time, just keep the enthusiasm as a child and that desire to want to learn. Jim Chapin used to say to me, he said, you know, I want to always act childlike, but never childish. Mm. And I kind of like that line. So that childlike quest of learning and discovering and curiosity, we can maintain that. That's a great push. Yeah. So now the business side, now we go to the next circle. The business side over here, this business side is very important because the business side is, how do I make a living doing this? How do I turn this into money? So I can survive at what I love doing. Well, I say in here, the CEO is you. You are the chief executive officer, the president of your business. If you're not pushing this forward, if you're not working on marketing, if you're not working on all the different avenues of sales, administration, that push of being able to get the word out of what you do, you can be the greatest artist in the basement of your home and no one knows who the heck you are. So getting the word out. So that's the business side of it. Having a website, working on social media, being able to maximize how you work. I'm at my office right now and at my desk, I've got my laptop, laptop computer in front of me. I've got a television here so I put on mute so I can watch what's happening on a lot of the news shows so I can see what's going on in the countries I'm going to be traveling to. I've got my phone on a stand so I can have maxim maximizing communication from my phone. I've got a DVD player because there are still people that are sending me CV CDs and DVDs. What? <laughs> even though the technology is still older, that I have that next to me so I watch that. I've got my iPad next to me. This looks like the freaking command center at NASA. <laughs> this is how I run my business. So I've got clocks here from time zones around the world. I've got all this technology. I've got my my printer right next to me. It's all happening here so I can have access to running my business the way an office should be run. Now, I always say for all musicians to set up your, your business like you have an office. Even though you don't have an office, set it up like an office. My first office when I was 21 years old was a snack tray next to my bed with pencil and paper and a freaking answering machine that had tape in it. <laughs> An old cassette tape answering right. machine. And when you called it, it said, hi, this is Dom Famulara. Thank you so much for calling my office. Leave your name, phone number, and a brief message, and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. <laughs> and that's what it was. Right. So when someone called, they were very impressed with how they received my calling my office. Yeah. What office? It was next to my freaking bed. With the you know, Cheetos and with everything. With the Cheetos. And everything. But, <laughs> but the pencil and paper there, when a call came in, I grabbed that phone, I wrote it down, made it sound professional, and that was my first office. Now, in the course of time, I went through an evolution of offices. Now, in my home, I've got the lower part of my house with French doors that go out, a couple of windows here, a nice-sized desk, massive technology around me. It's now a command center for me to run my global business. 
So the business side has to have that level of, of focus. And I work on my website every day. I'm working with my social media people. I'm working with answering emails. And I get calls on my cell phone. I get text messages on my cell phone. I get emails. I get Skype you know, messages from there. I get you know, t- you know, Facebook Messenger. I've got WhatsApp. I've got Twitter. I've got Instagram. I don't know who the hell I am anymore or what I'm answering. But people contact me in all of those avenues. Even on WeChat, WeChat is the Facebook of China. Yes. I even have that because I've got a lot of connections to China having traveled there for the past 25 years. So all of this, I've got to attend to when someone contacts me in one of those areas, I've got to be able to reach them and move around and, and articulate that so I can maintain my global business. The third part. third part now comes down to this part down here, which is the personal part. And this part has two parts to it. The personal part to me is, number one, a healthy you. Mm. You got to keep yourself, to any musician that hears my voice, as healthy as possible. I don't do drugs. I don't drink. If I have a glass of wine twice a month, that's a lot. To me, it's a matter of just keeping myself in focus for what I'm doing. I don't do drugs simply for the reason that I have never heard a success story come out of someone doing drugs. Right. So I said, why would I want to invest money in working against myself when I'm trying to invest into my business Mm -hmm. to make a business out of what I love doing, which is the passion of playing and being involved in music? So the personal side needs first a healthy you. If it's exercising, if it's walking, if it's a treadmill, whatever it is, keep a pace of being able to keep in physical condition so our mental, physical, spiritual, and intellectual and emotional part is all balanced. The other half of the personal part is being involved in healthy relationships. Because if you're in a relationship that is unhealthy, that's going to suck energy out of you. And I've had many students that have come to me and said, gee, Tom, my, my partner just does not like drums. They, they, they work nine to five. I work Fridays and Saturdays. We don't see each other. There's constant yelling and screaming that when I practice, they get angry. When I go to a gig, they get angry. What should I do? And I would say, boy, that's a, that's a tough one, but it's time to put on your big boy and your big girl pants because it happens on both sides. Right. And find a new relationship. Because if it's that toxic and if that negative, the only way sometimes it'll happen is when they say, Dom, if I give up drumming, my partner would be, would be happy. And I'll say, well, listen, that's a call you have to make. If you are passionate about what you're, you know, and you're learning and you're growing with your instrument and you want to continue, that's just not the right blend for what you need in your life. Yeah. And as unfair as that person is being to you to want to give up what you're doing, it's unfair to them for what their needs are. So hence, that's the healthy relationship part to maintain. When that's happening and the personal side is working and you've got a healthy you and a healthy relationship and you are focusing on your business and you are maintaining your artistic skill, which is your product, Mm. the better your product, the easier it is to sell. If you're happy as a person, that's going to come through in what you do. So this balance of passion came down where I had to put this together and I'm going to this is going to be more professionally done on graph and it'll be in the book and it'll be one of the chapters in the book as far as talking about how to find this balance. And I speak with this with all of my students who are starting to begin serious about, about playing music and wanting to be in the music industry. Yeah. 
you know, with as many, I mean, that's incredible stuff right there, Dom, with as many students as you have all over the world, is there with the artistry, the business and the personal, is there a certain area, one of those three areas that you see folks struggling with more so than others, and any maybe concrete things that they might be able to do about it? And boy, great question, David, because uh, very, very good. The artistic side is easy. Those that are inspired are practicing and they're getting better and they're playing. That's an easy one. The personal side actually is pretty good too. Most people are in good, healthy relationships and they've got a, a good thing going. They've got support from their partner and they're happy and they're healthy and they're in a loving relationship. And, and those relationships are not only just about your partner, but it's about family and your parents and your siblings. All of those have to be healthy. So for the most part, that works out well. The weakest point is the business part. Interesting. That's the one where everyone's so busy making themselves a better musician, but no one knows who they are. So when I speak about, do you have a website? And they say, no, I don't. Or I've been working on it for the past year. That's just too much time. You can go to Wix.com, W-I-X.com, and put a template of a website together free. So telling me that it's too expensive, that doesn't work. There are free components you can put together. Google, you got a lot of options of how you can put together a website, a basic website, get a domain name so people can find out who you are. My website, domfamilara.com, is my headquarters of who I am. And when you go to that, all the information about me is there. My bio, my, my media pictures, my drum setup, my studio, my teaching, my motivational lectures, my clinics, my performance that I've done. It's all there. Now, social media is important, but social media is not all you should have. Right. See, the social media is about relationship cultivation. Once you cultivate the relationship, you want to send it to your website to now lock in how you can turn that into money. Mm-hmm. Right. Just from social media, it does not necessarily guarantee you're going to be making money from that. Can you give us an example of how you've done some of that, Don? Absolutely. So for example, on my website, for example, let's take uh, selling my products. I've got a practice pad stick out and the kit stick coming out soon. And I've got uh, 14 different drumming books that I have on my website. So on my website, I have the books there for sale on an online store that you can purchase from. Shipping is involved. It tells you shipping no matter where you are. And I send books and sticks literally all around the world. I use Facebook to promote the information of a new book that comes out. And I give them the link to my online store to how to purchase it. Mm-hmm. I do that on Twitter and Instagram, you know, WhatsApp, all the stuff that I use to get the word out to then funnel them to the website to create the sale. So when a new book comes out and I put it on my fan page on Facebook, which has almost 80,000 know, people on there from, from over 50 countries, word gets out, that funnels them to my website, I make sales. It works out crystal clear the way it is with students. I've got all the different pictures of my studio and what I do on my, on my website. So again, on the social media, I promote my educational school, pictures of what I have. I then put a link to my website. When they go to that link, there's way more information, and that entices them to see what the potential is. Next thing I know from my website, they're contacting me and my assistant to book a lesson. So the workings of how you work all this together is really an important part in 21st century technology that we have available to us to reach the world. There was a saying years ago that said, think globally, but act locally. Mm-hmm. And I, I say, I'm going to go a step further. I want you to think globally and act globally. 
That's the world we live in right now and the potential that we have here in the 21st century. We are almost at the end of the second decade of the 21st century. We're here. We got it. Bring it on and use it for the potential that it's offering. And from that, you can lay the groundwork to a very successful career doing what you love doing. Yeah, it's fantastic. Do you find that some musicians say, yeah, I want to work on the art, the craft of music and the personal relationships, but I don't want to have to deal with the business stuff because that's not music? Absolutely. And the challenge that we have now is that once you say that, that's the kiss of death. Right. Right. Years ago, when there was so much work going on, there were so many calls coming in to play bands and gigs and clubs that were open and tours that were open. You didn't have to worry about it. Calls came in, you picked up the phone, you, I'll be there Saturday, thank you very much, and you, and you got paid. It's a little more challenging right now. There's a lot more competition. There's a lot less clubs opened up. There's a lot less tours going on. So you have to be more of a professional to be able to handle it. And even the greatest of the greats, the Paul McCartney's, the Elton John's, they are very attuned to running their business like the CEO that they are. They sit at meetings, they talk with their lawyers, their marketing people, their tour managers, their personal assistants. Everyone's in the room organizing what they do, and they are the, the, the energy that's focusing on, guys, I want to go on tour. Here's what I want to go on tour for. Let's map it out. I want to first start in the U.S., North America, then I want to go to Europe, then I want to go down to South America, maybe into Asia. We end the tour there. I want to do it over the course of eight months. They start mapping it up. They are the business machine behind it. Then once the machine goes into working order, then they go back and they create some more. So at our level, we have to do a little bit of all of it. Sure. Right. No question about it. It's okay. to. It's about taking care of business in, in many different ways. Dom, I love this stuff. Uh, working on your art, the business, and the personal. It's the balance of passion. I knew you'd be dropping some wisdom on us from the wisdom drum <laughs> shed. Of course you would. You know, yeah, please, go ahead. It's amazing, David. What you're doing is great to allow you know, these kinds of ideas to get out to the masses. And when they, when they start to hear them and they hear what's happening, hopefully we can inspire someone to start to take a little bit more responsibility and accountability over their career because there's some great talented people out there yeah. that once they give themselves the confidence to get a further push to get the word out, we're going to even have even more great music out there. So thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. Pleasure is mine talking with you. Dom Famulero, thanks for being on Musicians on the Record. Thanks, David. I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.